Hi, and welcome to the Digiday podcast at Cannes. I'm Michael Berge, senior editor with Digiday, and I'll be your host for a series of bonus episodes from the Cannes Lion Festival. Every day this week, I'll be bringing you interviews with CEOs and founders who are going to speak to things like the power of AI, the blending of media and creative, what's going on with the culture wars, and fighting the good fight on sustainability. In our third episode, sitting here at lovely Spotify Studios, I'm very delighted to have with me George Popstefanov, who is the CEO and founder of PMG, an independent agency that is probably best known for having won Nike's business last year, which was a huge coup. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about generative AI. We're going to talk a little bit about the economy um, and also the role of tech in the world of media agencies. So, George, welcome. Great to have you here. Thanks for having me. It's been uh, awesome to be in Cannes and great to do this in person. And huge thanks to Spotify to be in this amazing air-conditioned studio. It's absolutely <laughs> lovely, given it's very hot outside. So thank the you. The key word there was air conditioning. Wasn't air it? conditioning, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I, I think you told me as we were walking in here that you did 28,000 steps yesterday. Yeah. You know, I, I think this is my 15th or 16th year at Cannes. Yeah. I've been coming for a while and it's always lovely. And uh, I try to maximize uh, my time here. And so usually I take the early morning meetings that most people try to avoid, given that they're up late at night. Uh, and so it just I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it just happens to be that a lot of my meetings were just down the corridor. So I'm kind of like a little bit as a pinball machine. And so I hit the ground running yesterday, about 28,000 steps. I feel really good. And uh, it's been an awesome couple of days so far. Excellent. Uh, I don't know if you've picked up on it, but certainly the theme this year seems to be AI, generative AI especially. Um, I'd love to get your thoughts on what the prospect and possibility of generative AI means for PMG, how you might be using it, if at all, and where you see it going in the future. Yeah. We're actually very excited um, at PMG. I mean, we've been playing around with different machine learning and then AI objects for the last five five plus year. And so mm -hmm. definitely it's garnered a lot of press lately. But for us, uh, I just see just the next evolution of digital and technology, kind of how the internet was. And then we had automation and how we're getting into AI and generative AI specifically. And I think we are very and quite bullish about that. Uh, there's a lot of conversations that can and, you know, kind of as expected about AI. And, and really a lot of them are uh, around uh, creative and how yep. generative AI could really help us raise the creative lens and, and really from that perspective. But there is things around companies that are focusing on audiences and, and bigger targets. And, and then also, how do they lessen the burden for advertisers and brands specifically to be able to connect with consumers a lot more cohesively? And so we're quite excited. I think we're testing it in uh, three different areas today. I think we've been pretty early on with our creative insights and generative AI from a creative insight perspective. Second, from automation, really removing yeah. a lot of ad operations, campaign management and things like that, especially from media buying and everything else. And really now, and that kind of third frontier is more around audience activations, measurements, and insights with privacy really coming up uh, at the forefront of our industry. And we've seen a lot of conversations around that. Oh, yeah. A lot of regulations specifically. I believe uh, AI, especially generative AI, would be huge assistance and huge help for us as kind of being that, you know, uh, 
that that guide, that agent that sits right along us to make sure that we can achieve the goals and the objectives we want is a part of it. So yeah, I'm it's really a quite really bold. smart, really smart guide too, and a smart agent. Um, there there is the potential for um, danger and kind of misappropriation or misinformation in terms of the information that's fed into AI. How much is that a concern for you? You know, it is a concern. I mean, at PMG, we work with uh, some of the top Fortune uh, 100 brands. And, you know, privacy, legal, authorship, proprietorships are really a questions that we're having a lot of conversations with many of our customers and everything else. And I'm, I kind of subscribe. You know, we had, some, we had some of the luminaries of our industry like Elon and others that signed the letters about you know, having very smart generative AI practices. And I definitely subscribe to that. We need some governance. We need some rules. We have some, we need some regulations because it's really evolving quite quickly. That being yeah. said, I, we believe that, you know, the, the Googles, the Facebooks, the Metas, the Snapchats, the TikToks, like some of the top publishers in our industries are thinking about it the right way. And in partnership, you know, I, I rarely would lobby for massive government regulations, but I think we need some rules and guidance of how to use it appropriately so we can really maximize the benefit. It has. Yeah, I mean, guardrails seems to be kind of, I, I've heard that term used a lot where it's not strictly dictating what you can and can't do, but just setting up those guardrails so you don't go off the cliff. So we, we absolutely need some guardrails. So uh, the innovation is happening so quickly. Mm -hmm. And for somebody like myself, who is an engineer at technology, I absolutely love it. But innovation uh, without some guardrails and some rules, especially there is so much unknown unknown about what AI can or cannot do good or evil. Yep. We absolutely need some guardrails to be able to make sure that we make the most out of it. Now, you just referred to yourself as, I think that you said you're big into technology and that I know uh, PMG kind of started off very much with engineering at its core DNA, um, and you've tried to keep that as kind of a central element of PMG. Can you talk a little bit about how that gets uh, experienced through the work you do and where you see that going as well? Yeah, absolutely. Our first two hires were engineers. They're still with a company. Outside of myself. Oh, they're still there. They're still with a company. That's they're a good still sign. With a company. We just celebrated our 13-year anniversary three days ago on June 17th. So it's been the lucky number 13. Congrats. Uh, and, you know, we've always look, looked at technology to be able to solve pro problems. Like I, prior to PMG, you know, I worked as a part of a holding company and everything else. And I learned so many different things uh, about it. But one of the areas that I saw a massive gap was really investments in technology and making sure that technology works together with the media, creative and strategy. And then for us, we've even evolved our curriculum of how we bring engineers as a part of it. I would say about one half of organization in terms of new hires come from data analytics and technology. And as a part of their 12 month rotation at PMG, we actually teach them how to buy media, run creative and everything else because yep. we believe context is very important. And so, you know, you mentioned the recent win that we had as a part of that and really some amazing partnership with some incredible brand. And part of our differentiation and the value proposition is, is not just about people. It's about using technology to innovate and co-create things that never been foredone. And so, as you mentioned about generative AI innovation with some of the platforms and the publishers, we we are at the forefront off of it, really innovating and creating yep. things that most other brands and advertisers will do. So that's a really incredible and exceptional place for us to be in of really kind of pushing the industry forward and make sure that we are driving things. And so that's kind of one of the differentiating for PMG has been having the technology and the engineering arm 
integrated fully as a part of the agency. So as your technology evolves and the technological skills you have, obviously generative AI is going to probably play a bigger role. Do you, and you kind of answered this before, but I'd love you to just elaborate a little bit more. Does, will that affect kind of the creative media or just the data analytics side more? Like, where do you see it having more influence? I think it's going to affect the creative media. I mean, I will tell you for a, a QSR brand that we have, we just finished a large uh, uh, creative shoot. And the way we, we completely changed the way the creative shoot is done. And so basically, we're going to be able to create after a, one day of, of shoot over 50,000 different variations of video using generative AI. And this particular customers, they are in the QSR uh, space and they have different type of products that you can change colors and flavors and everything else. So instead of shooting 30,000 different combinations and everything else, we're able to, using AI, create different type of videos to be able to. So we're changing the way we produce, the way we write copy. I think one of the things that our creatives are super excited is usually you go and pitch to customers and you have to agree, what well, is the end card, which script they like. Right. Well, now we can test it. Now we can actually say, you know, we're going to go with this type of script, but for a subset of it, let us allow us to create different type of ending. The cost of that testing and production is vastly different and way less expensive now. Yep. It was even six to nine months ago. So creative, I believe, is an area that's being impacted the most right now. Also, I would say about 50% of our roadmap from a technology perspective, it's AI driven. For example, you know, we trained a lot of our people, even on the media and the creative side, to learn basic SQL and everything else. You no longer have to do that. As a part of our technology, we have an AI assistant implemented. So you can say, I want to write this, this, and this, and it absolutely writes the SQL code for you or post the report wow. for you and everything else. So you can say, I want to see the best performing creative for these dates, for this brand. You no longer have to click around. Yeah. It automatically. So it's really this interactive assistant and guide as a part of it. We're making massive advancement, as I said, creative innovation, but also automation to make our people spend less time on less valuable tasks and more into strategy and driving business results for our customers. I'm curious, how will that affect the way you staff PMG? It sounds on paper like you could do all this with fewer people, but other people I've spoken to about this topic say what they want to make sure this doesn't happen is getting rid of entry-level people because otherwise people won't get into this industry. So how do you approach the staffing part of it? Do you see this as a, a way to kind of reduce personnel or do you need even more personnel to kind of handle all of this because this is a whole all new terrain? Yeah, you know, one of the things I am, I'm a student of history because I always think that history repeats itself. And oh, yeah. we've heard about that, you know, when the when the engine was invented and the industrialization kind of came in and the railways came in and then airplanes came in and then the internet came in. And it's almost like, oh, my God, this is going to destroy so many jobs and everything else. And really, as humans, we always adapt and we find value. And really, if we yep. look at it, economies have grown exponentially. Mm -hmm. So I believe this is actually great for people. And I don't think it's going to impact our people. There is so many opportunities. Actually, it will allow us to move up and even be more strategic for our customers in not only driving strategy, but be able to drive strategy 
and execution together at the same time. I, I believe that's something that's missing in our industry. So I don't think we'll have any impact of being able to do things with less people. We've seen automations from the publishers like Google and Meta. That's actually created more opportunities and more work for us. Right. Different type of work, yeah. more valuable type of work, more impactful type of work, and less work that's more in the weeds and everything else. And so I don't believe that we'll be able to do less with more. I think we'll have a greater impact mm -hmm. with, with different type of people. I don't think it's going to impact our staffing. I mean, we're continuing to hire. We just welcomed our second largest graduate leadership class, June 12th, which is a program we run where we hire top uh, students, half with master's degree, half with bachelor's degree. They started on June 12th. We're investing and in really hiring across the board. And we believe that there's so much opportunity ahead and what AI can afford us. Cool. Thank you. Um, so what's it like being an independent that I would argue maybe even walks around here with a target on your back because you beat out some major holding company agencies to win that, I'm going to say the client, I know you probably don't want to talk about it, but to win Nike. I think it's been ex exceptional for our team and our people. You know, when we went through the assignment and, and through the process and everything else, we've always believed in integrated full funnel approach to marketing and really taking strategy, data analytics, technology, media creative all together to more genuinely connect through audiences and brands to audiences. And uh, I was so happy for our people. I think it was a great validation for the strategy and the work we've done. I think the one thing I was very pleasantly surprised is how many independent uh, companies reached out to me to congratulate mm -hmm. me. We we even had cool. we really cool. We even had one that actually brought their whole executive team to Dallas to spend the day to really pick my brain and figure out. Okay, you know. What did you learn through the process? What can we learn? How we can continue to compete? Because the holding companies do an exceptional job. They have the bread, they have the scale and everything else. But I would say that we, there's some exceptional independence. And a lot of times we've kind of been shoved to the side. And so for me, it was an amazing win for PMG and our people. But I think it was also an amazing win for the independent agency in general. Yeah. That you can stay independent and really still challenge the luminaries of our industry. And I think, uh, you know, I'm a competitor. Ultimately, I like <laughs> to compete and uh, the business we've built mostly competes with the holding companies. And we believe this is one of many wins that will hopefully turn head over the next several years. Very interesting. Um, I, uh, I, I definitely thought 2022 was kind of the year of the independent and your Nike win felt like that kind of cherry on top of the Sunday of the year of the independent. So uh, no, it's, it's pretty impressive when that happened. Yeah, it definitely did. And I think it's been great in Cannes as well. It also allows us from a publisher perspective to really penetrate at different levels and be able to really challenge and push the envelope and kind of challenge them to change for the better and do some things differently. Yep. So we've had a lot of fun with it. Cool. Uh, any, any company or presence here that either surprised you or totally impressed you or shocked you? You know, one of the things that I do is uh, as a part of it, you know, obviously I meet with some of our top publishers and partners and everything else, but I wear my technology hat. And so I'm always thinking about who's the 22-year-old George that's sitting in their garage and building something different with today's technologies and everything else, because those are the people that are the next generations and everything else. And so, you know, I've seen some amazing new technologies and everything else. I think one, uh, Attain, uh, they're kind of the retail media measurement uh, yes, I've heard of uh, company and everything else. And it's, I mean, it's incredible. I think they have like 5 million or so people in their panel. I think they see like 500 million worth of transaction every single day. And like, Measurement is something that we all need. 
targeting, everything can change, but how do we better measure impact for our customers is there. So I've been pretty impressed with them. There's a couple other companies have looked at it, but really I'm seeing a lot of funding flood into AI. And so I believe this time next year, if we're lucky enough to do this again, I think our conversation will be vastly different oh, yeah. because of the speed of how much AI is really impacting our industry and is changing across the board. Some we can see, but the most beautiful and scary thing about disruption is that you cannot see it. It just kind of comes, and when it comes, it has that rocket ship view as a part of it. That's a really good way of looking at it. It's like it's what you don't see that is the profound impact. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It kind of happens, and when it happens, it happens quickly. I think a very recent case study was, you know, Uber with taxes. I mean, everybody knew about the ride share, and then in 12 months, it went from no market share yep. to 60-70% market share and disrupted the, you know, New York taxi and, and everybody else. And I believe AI, the scariest part about it, it's moving, the timeline is compressed. And so <laughs> the innovations we're going to see are just drastic. I think it's different. We heard a lot over the last 24 months about metaverse and everything else. I think that's kind of cooled off. Mm -hmm. But I think AI is really here to stay. Fascinating. Last question for you, because we're almost out of time. Um, and I don't mean to end on a downer, but what, what do you see in your forecasting of second half 2023 economically? Um, there's a lot of debate as to whether there was a recession or there, there's still one looming, whether we talked ourselves into a fake one. There's a lot of opinions on this. I'd love to get your yeah. take. Well, I'm an optimist, I'm going to tell you. So it'll be Good. very hard for you and I to ever <laughs> end the conversation. Uh, on a downer. On a downer. I mean, I'm a realist as well. But, um, you know, I we were in a recession. I think we were in the recession for the last 12 months. It was kind of hard to truly see. Uh, just because of it was so amazing in 2021, almost too good, and part of 2022 because we kind of felt it. But I mean, you know, there were a lot of layoffs and cuts happening. We've seen marketing spends compressed and everything else. I'm actually quite optimistic about 2023. I think we're, I believe we're gonna have a soft lending. Mm -hmm. I believe there is a lot of opportunities for brands and advertisers. I'm not saying that just because it's great for the industry, but I believe so many brands have taken the foot off the gas, not looking at their data and insights. And there is some very handful of brands that are really getting in. And there's a massive opportunity to actually continue to accelerate your business and mm -hmm. grow. And so from an economical perspective, I think we're going to have a good holiday. Uh, we're seeing some exceptional travel trends. You know, we, yes. we work with a lot travel of travel brands. Back. Travel is doing amazing. Yeah. And usually travel is the one that the first that gets impacted. Right. But usually is the one the first that gives the sign. Like, again, Student of history, if you look at the data in the 70s, the 80s, and 90s, travel actually is a great predictor. It's almost like a real-time thing of what's happening as well. And we are seeing more demand for travel than anywhere else. So I believe we're going to have an amazing, amazing second half of the year. And also, there's so much less competition. There's almost overblown competition from a media creative perspective in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. I believe there's some great opportunities for brand to connect with audiences in the second half of the year. So I'm actually quite bullish that we're actually going to have a great age too and an amazing 2024. True to your word, you were uh, very optimistic there at the end. George, I want to thank you so much for uh, joining us today from the beautiful Spotify studios here in Cannes. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Cannes and safe travels. Thank you so much for having me and thanks for Spotify for hosting us. This is an amazing, amazing venue. Thank you. Thank you.